Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello, I'm Kathy Kinney. I'm an actress. I've been in a number of movies and television shows, but I think the role I'm best known for is Mimi on The Drew Carey Show. I wanted to ask you to do me a favor. Please listen to Justin Harvey on The Justin Harvey Show. Thank you, and bite me. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the World Martial Arts Radio Network. Up next, you will be listening to the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame Show Host of the Year Award winner, the one and only Justin Harvey, producer, director, and on-air star of The Justin Harvey Show. Hi, I'm Stephanie Ma from World Martial Arts Media, and today I'm here to tell you about LegacyBelts.com. Legacy Championship Belts and Awards is the world's premier manufacturer of custom and cast championship title belts who supplies belts to the top professional boxing, MMA, and wrestling organizations on the planet. If you're a promoter or collector looking for a high-quality MMA, martial arts, boxing, wrestling belt, or even a belt for a special event, then you need to visit LegacyBelts.com today. Be sure to like us at www.facebook.com slash LegacyBelts. This is Lisa the Black Widow King, and you're listening to the one and the only Justin Harvey of The Justin Harvey Show, where he recognizes kickassery and martial arts. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Justin Harvey here of The Justin Harvey Show. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Legacy Belts. If you need a championship belt, Legacy Belts is the way to go. Also, this recording is brought to you by World Martial Arts Media. Yes, that's right, folks. World Martial Arts Media. Now, today, I am very proud to bring to you a kick-ass lady who kicks ass and takes all the names. She is known as the Black Widow, Lisa King. Welcome to the show, dear. Oh, thank you, Justin. It's an honor to be on your show. Thanks for well, having me. It, it's an honor to have you. And honestly, a long time ago, I actually had heard of you, but I didn't have the gumption to contact you until now because I wanted to wait until I had a pretty big following before I contacted you. So. You know, you could have contacted me then. We could have had 20 conversations before then and now. But, um, you know, I'm glad you finally did contact me. I uh, I know you're doing big things, so congrats to you. Thank you, dear. And, uh, you know, um, I would like to first start kind of at the beginning. What What piqued your interest for martial arts? Um, well, I, it, it's a very simple story. Um, all the kick-ass movies out there, uh, you know, from Bloodsport to Karate Kid. Um, I, Karate Kid filled the deal. I always, you know, tell everyone that, 
you know, I, I probably watched Karate Kid a hundred times, and I just, I really felt that I needed a Mr. Miyagi in my life, and mm-hmm. people think I'm kidding, but I truly thought that I needed a Mr. Miyagi, and, um, you know, I, I told everybody I was going to have one, and they laughed, and um, I grew up, and because no one would take me serious at the time when I wanted to start the process, um, uh, later in life, I found my Mr. Miyagi. Wow, wow. Um so you cho- you chose Muay Thai, right? Correct? Is your style? Um, Muay Thai, yes, yes. absolutely. And, and people nowadays call it Muay Thai, but I call it Muay Thai. So <laughs> it's um, like Muay Bien. People always say, "How do you say it?" And I'm like, you know, it would be close enough if you started it that way. But um, you know, Muay Thai is uh, the style that I loved. Um, I I actually went from gym to gym to gym to gym, and I wasn't. I don't know if I was interviewing for Styles or my Mr. Miyagi, but um, mm-hmm. finally when I found, um, when I walked into a Muay Thai gym here in Las Vegas, um, I I got a style that certainly looked like it gave you a great workout and it pressed you the whole time. And you had, from day one, you were already learning, you know, or felt like you were learning a form of self-defense. And on top of that, there was a master toddy who couldn't be any more orthodox in his style. So I kind of, <laughs> you know, got the best of both worlds. Wow, wow. So um, did you ever feel like back, back then when you first started doing your style that uh, you were, like, uh, you know, ridiculed because people saying you didn't belong? Because Muay Thai, is, you know, it's quite... It's quite deadly. It can be. And where you're a woman, did you ever have trouble with that? You know, people saying, "Oh, she shouldn't, she shouldn't do this because she can't handle it. It's too, it's too rough." Did you ever have you know, that kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if I took that as ridicule or just an opportunity to prove people wrong. I've always mm-hmm. been the type that just, you know, I'm, I'm okay being the underdog, and I'm okay if you don't think that I can do it. Um, you know that. I can only go up from there. So, um, you know, definitely. I I think starting out, there was a handful of women um, in Muay Thai. Um, you had Angela Parr, and you had um, a few other girls that were, were definitely going over to Thailand, and they were, you know, doing, you know, pressing it, and they were skilled, and they were, they were amazing fighters. Um, there just wasn't a lot of promotions here in the United States that would showcase their skills. At the same time, there was, only a handful of, you know, really well-known boxers from Mia St. John to, um, um, oh gosh, uh, you know, a few, the Carpenter's Daughter, uh, Kristen mm-hmm. Martin, and, um, you know, so there were, there was a handful, but there just wasn't, there wasn't what there is today, which, you know, we're all so excited about, but, um, you know, people would ask me why I did it, and I would just explain it was a martial arts, um, and then I, I think when it got to, you know, going into the world of fighting and, um, you know, you would have everybody. Um, you would have fans come up and tell you, you shouldn't do this. You know you're going to get hurt. And, um, you know, I just, I always played it up when people would tell me that. Um, and I would try to win the crowd, if you will, because that makes it more fun. And yeah. I had one person at a fight in California, I remember coming up, and he's like, you know, you're going you're gonna to hurt your face. And I, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> And I said, but, uh, you know, so just joking back with him, I was like, well, you know, I've been doing Tai Bo for the last couple couple months. I'm just going to see now how it is in the ring. And they thought I was serious, so they thought I was going to yeah. get killed. So, you know, I'm okay being the underdog. I'm okay with them second-guessing what my capabilities are. Wow. Was 
with 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 your style and, and everything and I've seen some of your fights. I'm surprised that you've not been contacted for the kickboxer remake. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be that would be cool. I mean, actually, yeah. didn't they just re- recently do that? I think um, George Saint George Saint Pierre and yeah, uh, Gina yeah, yeah. I, Well, I was gonna yeah. say I was trying to think. I think that there was three like really well known. MMA, I mean, Gina came from uh, Master Toddies as well, so I know Gina very well, so she, she's definitely, you know, a fantastic face for for that show, um, you know, being a female fighter, but I was, I was, there was one more, wasn't there, that was, like, pretty well known? Uh, well, uh, I'm going to test your skills Batista, right now, Justin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Dave Batista's going to play Tompo, I'm not sure how that's going to roll out, because I actually know the guy that plays Tompo, and I just... I just don't know if Batista's up to the challenge, but we'll we'll see. So. All right. Yeah, no, I mean, they, they casted wonderfully. So, you know, I yeah. Yeah. can't imagine that, you know, it's going to, for the next generation, they're going to be ecstatic. I mean, that's a, that's a dream team right there. Yeah. Oh, yes. De- definitely. Yeah. Now, 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 with Louis Tsai, I've heard that there's like a, like a ceremony that you can do before a fight, and it's customary to do. Yep, With it's um, fighters. Uh, yep, it's uh, the Ramoy or the White Crew, um, mm-hmm. and um, you know it's basically you go in and it's Buddhist, and you go in and you seal off the ring, and it's to me it looks more, uh, you know, um, it looks more Hawaiian, if you will, because everything that you do, you're mm-hmm. you're kind of telling a story, so um, you are, you know getting yourself ready for war, you know, from a female perspective, I'm getting myself ready for war, I'm looking myself in the mirror, you know, I'm putting things down, I'm going to go over, I'm going to grab a spear, and I'm going to find my opponent, and I'm going to, you know, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's this mm-hmm. whole hunting, and, you know, at that at one point, depending on how everybody does it, because they kind of do it a little bit differently, but, you know, you might, uh, you know, at that point take your opponent out or kill your opponent and then you bury them. I mean, it's completely ceremonial. It's, you know, people think, oh, what are they doing? Well, it, they just went through the motions. Like that person across the ring in their mind, is they've already been defeated. So, um, but you can tell a lot about a fighter and where they come from and their gym um, based mm-hmm. on how they do the remoy. You can look at them and see their balance. Um, there's, there's, it just tells the whole story to anybody who really can appreciate something like that. Uh, all right, all right. And with, 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 I know this is going to sound like a stupid question, but I've always wondered with, with Muay Thai, like, is there is there any training where you actually have to kick a tree, like in Kickboxer, for example, <laughs> where Zian had you know Van Dam kick the tree? Is there any, or is that like um, a location? It's, it's it's not any rank. You won't get anything else <laughs> other than possibly a a dead shin. Um, you know, I. Again, I train with Master Toddy, and he's as unorthodox as they get. Uh, you know, you, you have different bags. Some bags are softer, like Goldilocks. This bag is too hard. This bag is too soft. You find the perfect bag for you. Yes, you condition your shins. It makes it a million times easier when you go um, into fight. Um, you're not, not, you know, flinching as soon as you get hit. That wouldn't be good for anybody. So you start with shin pads, maybe two pairs, then one pair, then you're kicking without it. And, um, you know, you're working on the bags a lot, then you're working with your opponents sometimes. I mean, for the most part, even in the gym, you're probably going to have gear on, um, mm-hmm. especially your shins. Um, bone spur doesn't feel good for anybody. Um, but 
No, we've never had to go out and kick a tree. We've had to do front kicks outside the building on a wall a few times. But, um, and, you know, for when we filmed Fight Girls and stuff, some of the shows that we've done, we've had the opportunity to do training exercises on trees with leaves. And at mm-hmm. first I thought it was a made-for-TV training opportunity, but it, it actually made sense on how you position your Um, hand and drop your knuckles and so yes it was kind of tv but at the same time there it was applicable as far as you know making sure your form was good yeah because i'm actually really really curious about the style because if things if things would have been different for me i probably would have taken muay thai and tried it out you know just to see well it's one of those things it's not for everybody um However, it's it's so fun. I mean, when a lot of people I'll talk to, they're like, oh, I could never do that. So I teach a lot of women's self-defense classes, and they come in, and I just don't tell them it's Muay Thai that they're learning, and they love it. They mm-hmm. absolutely love it, and they walk out feeling empowered after two, three hours, um, you know, and I let them know that this is not a cure-all. You're not going to be able to go beat off every bad guy in the whole entire world, but, you know, with with this comes confidence and the ability to walk back into another gym and, you know, feel like, okay, this isn't so scary and, you know, um, I could do this, you know, any age, anybody. I, I've had grandmothers coming in and doing Muay Thai. It's, yes, you see fighting and it looks brutal, but you can break it down into steps for anyone of any yeah. age, any activity level. Oh, ex- excellent. And, and uh, Lisa, I wanted to mention to you real quick, too, uh, when I told the main boss of the network, uh, World Martial Arts uh, Radio, they picked up my show last year, and, and I told the main boss, because he's a good friend of mine, I said, I said, I got the Black Widow coming, you know, tomorrow, and he says, oh, she's been on the cover of our magazine, so. Yeah. 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 I, you know, there's been so many great people who have been so supportive. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I... There's just been people who've taken me under their wing, and I'm just I'm so appreciative for for everybody you know that has reached out and um, have done interviews and whatnot, not just for me but for the sport. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I work a lot with um, you know the Masters Hall of Fame and um, some of the other organizations, Martial Arts History Museum and stuff. And you know, again, certainly yes, it promotes me. However, it promotes the style, and from there, you know, a lot of other people have gained curiosity and. You know, integrate it now into MMA, which is everybody's big thing. You know, it's a you know it's definitely a, a a huge part of that fight game, and um, you know it's 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 helped the sport grow as a whole. So that's fantastic. Wow! And I want to I want to switch gears just for a second here because I actually heard something the other night, and I I had to ask you about it. I hear that you are an awesome shooter; that you can shoot weapons really well. Can you talk a little <laughs> bit about that? Sure. Um, yeah, it, well, A, I grew up on a farm in Oregon, um, so I I moved to Vegas um, back in 91, but I grew up, you know, very much in, mm-hmm. looked like Little House on the Prairie, for lack of a better term. So um, my, my friends were scattered all throughout the valley, and, um, you know, I just did kind of country stuff, and country stuff is having a shotgun underneath your bed, so, and not fearing wow. weapons, I guess you can say. Um, however, it's not like I was in any way, shape, or form, you know, an, an avid, you know, shooter with handguns or anything else. It was country. 
Um, however, when, once this show, uh, we did Fight Girls, well, we did Ring Girls back in 2004, and then we did two, mm-hmm. 2006 was Fight Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, it spun another season. Well, I think 2006 is when I got a call, it was the most interesting call, um, from an individual who said, I want to talk to you about an opportunity, which could mean anything. Um, and so he said, you know, can I set up a time to meet with you? And I did. And not knowing what I was walking into, um, he said, you know, have you ever thought about being an operator? And truly, I thought he was talking about the phone. And I was like, "Uh, no, not really. No, not at all. And he said, said, you know, um, have you ever thought about protecting people or anything else? And I'm like, what exactly are you referring to? And he said, well, you know, I used to work for the police department, and now I work with this organization out of California, and we're looking for a female executive protection agent. And I said, um, I'm 5'5". Five five. <laughs> you know, I'm not really the scariest human being in the world. And they said, yeah. no, that's exactly what we're looking for. We're looking for someone that can kind of fly under the radar. And um, they said, how much weapon training have you had? And I said, you know, not a lot. I'm just going to be very, very honest. I'm not even going to oversell myself. And they said, would you be interested to go through weapon training and let us get you spun up to speed? And I'm like, I've got a full-time job. I'm fighting. I'm this. I gave them, you know, my life story. And they said, we would need for you to leave your job and just train with us, you know, for the next X amount of time. And I'm like, and you're going to pay me to do this. <laughs> they, said, they said, yeah. And I was like, I, you know, this People dream of stuff like that. So um, they had a client who specifically needed someone who wasn't so scary, who didn't look like, you know, your typical protection agent, and um, Mm -hmm. and they kind of just wanted to integrate me into the team. So, yes, then became Firearms 101 and, you know, basically handguns and whatnot because that's obviously what you would carry if, you know, you have to protect someone or something were to happen. So um, lots of fun. It's so much fun. I mean, I... To this day, I would have to say that those are probably my most amazing times was all day, every day, just shooting and running through obstacles. And, I mean, just the craziness you see in movies became my life. Wow, that's that's amazing. Remind me to give you a call if I ever need a bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you, Justin. So, um, yeah, it's, um, you know, just, uh, again, to take it back from where it originally started, if it wasn't for Muay Thai, I wouldn't have been doing TV shows. You know, if it wasn't for, you know, people promoting me, I might not have got those TV shows because of all of that greatness. I got some TV shows. Someone saw me on TV, and when I asked them, I said, why me? And they said, if you're crazy enough to fly around the world and get punched in the face, there's a good possibility you'd be crazy enough to do this. And I'm like, this is a dream come true. I love it. So, yes, I yeah. leave my day job. Are, are, you st- are you still fighting to this day, or are you just... I am not. No, no. I still, um, I still train, um, and um, I stopped. I stopped several years ago, and the reason was is my daughter. At that point, um, I've got two children, and Mm -hmm. she's getting ready to, you know, graduate and um, go off into college and figure out what she wanted to do. And I kind of needed to figure out what I was going to do. You know, I, I had taken another job. I left you know, doing executive protection full-time um, to go back into healthcare, which has always been my primary job. And um, I was traveling a lot. So you can't really train a lot. Also, my my kids were kind of taking a different path, and I was like, okay, I just I can't see me doing this for forever, so I kind of need a backup plan. And that's 
that's kind of when I got out of it. And, um, you know, it's been good to me. I'm still very, very much involved. I commentate. I ring it out. Um, mm-hmm. Almost every month I'm doing a fight in some regard. And then, um, you know, I personally still train with Master Chan, who was always with Master Toddy, so I'm still with my original trainer. And um, now I branch off and do different styles of martial arts, and I get to do more shooting courses. And, um, you know, I kind of get to play is now kind of what I, I feel. I play all day. Wow. Wow. Now, what's what's your thoughts on uh, UFC, the women's division? Do you think that maybe that you've paved the way for these young ladies to, to fight in, in the UFC and MMA? I would definitely be full of myself if I said I paved the way for these girls to be doing it. So I would say no. I would say that there's a lot of people who have put in a lot of, um, you know, time doing what Mm -hmm. they loved. And um, we've put ourselves out there. um, And as a result of putting ourselves out there in a positive way, you know, people started getting noticed and more people wanted to be involved. I mean, when you're when you're loving what you do, people recognize that. And, I mean, who's going to deny it? And I, I've heard that from a lot of girls as they're doing interviews. And they would say, I would see this one fight or that one fight. And I was like, I want to do it too. And that's when I joined the gym. And so that's really, really cool when you know you can, you could have inspired someone somehow along the way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think even Rhonda had said with, uh, you know, she got into it after watching Gina Um Gina fight, uh, Gina mm-hmm. Crono, and, um, you know, she, of course, Rhonda's always been doing, you know, judo in the Olympics and whatnot, but, you know, her transitioning into, you know, wanting to be a, a fighter and whatnot was as a result of Gina doing this, and Gina's inspired a million people, and, you know, Gina's big, um, you know, exposure came from doing fight girls and then came from, you know, all the other things that, um, all the organizations that she fought over. So, you know, I just think one opportunity leads to another that leads to another and, you mm-hmm. know, just it gains interest. And as a result, you know, Dana couldn't help but notice that the girls were getting notice and it was just, it was, it was naturally going to happen. So I, I couldn't be more excited that it finally has and it's blown up. So yeah, I actually enjoy the women fights better than the men fights. I mean, I, I, they're so competitive. It's, it's unreal. Well, and people always say, what do you think the difference is? And I said, well, you know, you know, A, we're, I, I hate to go on record saying this, but we're going to be a little bit more emotional, um, you know, to a point. But we also know that if we don't put on a show, that could be our last show. You yeah. know, because, because that there is, it has been so many lost opportunities for the females. If you're going to go out there, you are going to give it your 200%. Um, because if not, then you probably won't get asked back, and we know that. So, you know, the guys, obviously, they still have to perform as well. Um, you know, they need a following. They need a persona. They need a skill set. Um, but they they t- tend to get a little bit more chances than the girls do. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Lisa, I wanted to comment on this. You might think that I'm crazy, but I would. I, I myself, being in my condition, I'm in a chair 100% of the time, and even I would get in the cage in my condition and fight and give it my all. You know what, Justin? Honestly, I think that you are fantastic. You, you've you had some things thrown at you, and you are just all about overcoming obstacles. So I believe that, absolutely. I mean, you were... I think told you couldn't ever do broadcasting, and look at you now. I mean, you're killing it, and you have no fear whatsoever of reaching out to anybody, uh, no matter 
what they've done in their life, and, you know, you you have no fear. So I yeah. absolutely would not debate that with you at all. Because <laughs> I, I would eventually love to see, like, a disabled league. They would have to still pass some kind of physical, you know, to where, you know, they'd have to have some sort of, you know, movement and be able to move well on the ground and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of the fighting in the cage is a lot of groundwork. Absolutely. Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, I don't think that this is just talk on your part, but I would absolutely help you champion that. So, you know, when when you want to start brainstorming this, you let me know, and we'll figure this out because I agree. It, it needs to happen, and mm-hmm. um, I, I think it would be fantastic to see it come to fruition. And, and I, be- I believe that it would put the butts in the seats, to be honest, you know. It really oh, would. absolutely. It, yeah. Well, and I know that you and I are Facebook friends, um, but mm-hmm. I had put a – he was amazing, this kid, just this last week. Um, and he was uh, he was an amputee, and he was doing Muay Thai with one leg. Wow. And doing it well, doing Muay Thai plus a little bit of Taekwondo. He was doing spinning side kicks and – round kicks and jump kicks and, I mean, you name it. I was just like, I've never felt so lazy before in my life. I mean, this kid is doing amazing. And then you've seen, you know, you've seen the wrestler who is, I think it's a, he's a collegiate wrestler now, and um, he's a double amputee, and he's yeah. doing amazing things. So definitely, I am a huge advocate for use what you got. <laughs> Train but, what, with what you can and make it the most amazing that you possibly can. That that's awesome, and 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 I respect you for that, Lisa. I really do. And 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 you know, and like I said, you know, I did a lot of checking on you without your knowledge through some friends of mine, and she's like, they're like, she's a sweetheart, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure. And you know, I actually prepared a lot for today for for to have you on, actually. So, and that's what makes you even more amazing. You you know, again, we're told probably like me and other girls and everything else, you can't do this because of X, Y, and Z. And you said, oh, wait. Wait till yeah. you see what my, you know, what my next step is. And, you know, you just it's amazing to prove them wrong, but you are prepared. And, again, I, um, you know, it's, it's not that you just do it to do it. You do it well. So, um, yeah. and again, kudos to you. Thank you, dear. And I wanted to ask you, because I, I did as much research as I could, but are you, are you in any Hall of Fames? I am. I am in, well, the first one that I got, which completely caught me off guard, um, Black Belt Magazine has their Hall of Fame, and um, mm-hmm. they've always been amazing to me. I love them. Um, and uh, I remember someone reaching out to me back in the day of MySpace, and they're like, congratulations. I'm like, on what? <laughs> they're like, the magazine just came out. I'm like, what magazine? And they're like, Black Belt. And they're like, you were inducted into the Black Belt Hall of Fame. And I'm like, why doesn't anybody tell me these things? I mean, I don't even know what that yeah. means. So, yeah, um, yeah I uh, picked up the latest and greatest and reached out to the editor. And not only that year did I get the Black Belt Hall of Fame, but I also got Woman of the Year for Black Belt Magazine, which was really cool. That's so, amazing. Yeah, and then after that came um, the Masters Hall of Fame. Again, they reached out to me, and I'm like, I don't know what this means. Don't you usually have to be 90? Like, no, not at all. You know, we love that you, you know, promote the sport and, you know, everything that you're doing and blah, blah, blah. And um, so 
I got inducted into that, and then mm-hmm. they um, chose me to be an ambassador, and that meant that I got to, you know, find new people. And people always say, you know, all these Hall of Fames, what does that mean? Honestly, it's like the, you know, it's like a cool kid convention. I just, it's superheroes, and I'm just lucky enough to be there amongst everybody you see in the movies and the stunt people and, you know, just, I mean, everybody you and I grew up watching, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Frank from Bloodsport and, you know, you've got Art Camacho and Don the Dragon and Cynthia Rothrock and you're just sitting there going, I don't even know how I got here. <laughs> I used to watch them and here I am. So I got inducted into that and then I got inducted into the um, Martial Arts History Museum, which was mind-boggling. Um, wow. And, um, you know, I sat there and, you know, I'm a, I'm a talker. I, I commentate and whatnot and I had to get up and mm-hmm. give a speech in front of, you know, just everybody who's just been so huge in the sport and, um, you know, in a black tie function. And uh, that's when I told her, I'm like, there's a strong possibility I'm going to have stage fright. And I never have stage fright, but that was that was really, really cool. So, um, yeah, I, um, I, I've i been blessed uh, to be acknowledged by a lot of fantastic organizations. And the journey is not over. It's just begun, you know. That's what I, I feel like say. it just got fun. It just yeah. really, like, you know, I just do what I love, and I've always done what I love, and it's just crazy that, you know, there's so many of these places. I mean, maybe it's a Hall of Fame, maybe it's a support group. I don't know. You know, we just go there, and we just talk shop, and it's really cool to be around people who have the same passions and have had kind of like the same lifestyle that you have of, clean eating and, you know, training all the time mm-hmm. and not having a social life because you're in the gym and all the rest of that fun stuff. So, um, you know, it's it's really cool. Well, hell, my, my radio show is my social life, to be honest, you know. <laughs> that's, <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Everybody gets to vicariously live through you because you get to, you know, get in touch with all of the uh, the people that they've grown up um, watching on TV or hearing about or watching in mm-hmm. fights, so... I mean, that's that's really cool within itself. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you a question that you probably get all the time. Um, where did you get the name the Black Widow? Where'd that come from? Well, it was it was kind of twofold. Um, you know, people used to say to me, "Oh my God, I can't believe you do this. You just you don't look like a fighter," which I don't really know what a fighter looks like, especially a female fighter. But you know, that was that was kind of the catch-all. And then they would see me fight, and they're like, "You're angry." <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not angry. I actually smile throughout the whole thing, and they're like, "You're just so deceiving. It's it's kind of crazy." And um, so you know, I kind of got that for quite a while. And then I had one friend came up to me at one point, and um, he had said something along the lines of, uh, you know, you probably don't even care about this. You're just like a black widow. And I said, well, that's possibly the worst thing a human can say. That's horrible. And so then another person that I was training with came up to me one day, and um, they're like, and I, we, we used to train and spar and give each other grief throughout the day, uh, but a great friend. And he said, it was really crazy. I had this dream last night. We were at the park and someone started giving us grief and all of a sudden you just like morphed into this black widow and I was like, what is with the black widow? So then my son, I've always loved superhero movies, so mm-hmm. um, I went to go pick up my son at daycare and he was really small and I, he always lived in the gym with me, but I never let him go to one of my fights. Um, 
but he's just been around this life for a long time. And so one of the teachers had said something along the lines of, did you see that new superhero movie this, and that just came out? And are you mm-hmm. going to go see it this weekend? And he said, um, you know, maybe, but, you know, it's, it's okay, you know. Um, you know, my mom's a superhero, too, so I live with one every day. And I'm like, what? And he said, um, he goes, Mom, you're a superhero, right? And I'm like, no, I'm not really a superhero. And he goes, no, you're my superhero. So at that oh. point, I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to create something. And since I have a marketing background, I was like, well, everybody thinks I'm a black widow. They have eight legs and, you know, Muay Thai is the science of eight limbs. So, you know, I'm I'm just going to play with this and, you know, hence the Black Widow was born. Wow, wow. Because actually when I first heard of you, you know, I've always known you as the Black Widow and I'm like, she's got to be interesting to have a name like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can blame my son for that. You can blame everybody around me. You can blame people thinking it was a mean name and it just turned into a, a good marketing opportunity for me. So, so who was your toughest opponent in the ring? Uh, my toughest opponent is always me. Um, I'm my worst critic always, um, and I never think that I do enough. But um, I'm, I would have to give a shout-out to um, quite possibly the the one draw that I have had. Um, I ended up, my opponent was supposed to, I was supposed to be fighting someone from Japan, and um, mm-hmm. a lot of the people on the same card were supposed to fight people from um, from Japan, but they couldn't get their visas. So at the last minute, they kind of had to change the card and throw some of the people that had different opponents together. And mm-hmm. um, they gave me a, a girl who was married to someone who trained with Master Toddy. So usually you don't fight the people from the same camp or with, you know, exactly the same instructor, but it was kind of watered down because he was a second, you know, the next generation. And so they said, hey, you can fight her. And um, and I was like, okay, no no big deal. And um, she came in with a plan because she knew I was pretty strong with high kicks and, and whatnot to the face. And so she grabbed me in a clinch, and it was prob- possibly one of the uh, – the harder fights, I felt like my cardio wasn't on, and uh, we were mm-hmm. going to clinch a lot of the fight. And at the end of it, I just I wanted to be done, and I was so not happy with my performance. Um, and in the middle of the ring, I said to her, I said, you know, props to you. You kind of took away some of my best weapons. You know, I, I, I give you kudos. Um, and she was very complimentary to me. And I said, you know, I did some research on you. You're pretty interesting. And she said, I did the same thing. Do you know our day? Our birthday is a day apart. Now, this is all in the middle of the ring. We're having these conversations, waiting for the judges to tally up the cards. And I was like, really? Our birthdays are a day apart? We should be best friends. And, um, you know, by the time they handed us, you know, be ready to do the decision, they said, what did you think of that fight? And I said, all I know is after this fight, her and I are going to go have drinks together. The crowd, you you know, to the crowd, you guys are more than welcome to join us. And the crowd, you know, went crazy. They did a write-up in the newspaper because our moy was obnoxious. Our fight was kind of obnoxious. Our mm-hmm. discussion afterwards was obnoxious. And then we got a draw. And truly, when I said, you know, we should be best friends, she ended up becoming my bestest friend. Um, and, uh, in fact, she was actually in my wedding. So um, that was my hardest opponent. Couldn't get past her, but it turned into my best opportunity and now my best friend. Wow, wow. These are interesting stories, I'm telling you, Lisa. <laughs> I'm so glad I contacted you today. This, this is just, I'm having a blast. <laughs> I, I could talk to you for forever. <laughs> so. 
it seems like I've known you for years. I know that sounds crazy, but it seems like I've known you for years, you know. Well, you and I did go back and forth on, on you know, talking back and forth even before this show, and I was like, Justin and I could talk about anything. Like, this is fantastic. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I feel the same way. We we have a lot in common. Yeah, now, um, when when you fought, what was your theme music? Because the reason the reason... The reason I'm asking that is because, as a fighter, in my eyes, your theme music is just as important when you go to the ring. Absolutely. It's just like anything else. I think when people get married, they have their theme song for, you know, that they're all hyped up about when they know that they're, you know, Mm going to do something big, that that music's going to be playing. And I think the same thing with the song. Um, My song changed every single time based on mm-hmm. just kind of how I felt. Um, I never had one. Um, and, and I've always gone about the fight world of, you know, it, it, you don't fight out of anger. You fight out of having an opportunity to test your skills against the unknown mm-hmm. and seeing how mm-hmm. you, you know, how you overcome that. Otherwise, you would just spar at the gym. But each person kind of had its own persona or personality. There was a different stage of my week, my, you know, my career, my whatever. So, um, you know, it was always pretty um, pretty upbeat, you know, whether it was Missy mm-hmm. Elliott or Eminem or everything else. If my if my opponent decided to take to interviews and badmouth me, there might have been a little bit of dislike going into it. But for the most part, it has yeah. really cool opponents. So, um, yeah. you know, it was just really me, anything that amped me up. So, you know, I've I'm even thinking, you know, I I think Girl Fight was one of them, or Magic Stick, or, um, and then mm-hmm. again, then then you can take it to Eminem, where you know he's he's a little bit angry about life. So um, yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> but he's made a big impact on the on the rap industry. There's there's no doubt about that. And besides, Dr. Dre's the one that gave him gave him a shot. Actually, yep, yep, so, absolutely. Yeah. See, I'm very so, good with my music too. So, yeah, no, and I mean, and it'll it'll truly set the tone. And you know, for me, when I would, I hate running. So if I had to go out and you know do do my road work and whatnot, I would play that song over and over and over again. So you know what it is. I mean, it's yeah. brainwashing you to a sense that okay, you know this is we're not doing ballet. We're going to go in there, and this is what we're going to do. So yeah, it definitely yeah. amps you. Yeah, it's saying it's it's time to go to work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know that there's no turning back. This is this is different than the gym, and you know, it just really kind of sets the tone for you. Now, did you did you study fight tapes and stuff to to prepare for your fights as well? Well, you have to remember, without making myself look and sound five million years old, you know, we didn't have a lot of that. We had some MySpace yeah. back in the day, <laughs> but we didn't have. Yeah. Facebook like there is now, I mean, and YouTube and everything else. There was stuff, but there wasn't a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I actually really, truly relied on um, Master Toddy. And at the time, especially back in Muay Thai, um, you know, before MMA blew up the way that it did, you would have X amount of really good Muay Thai schools across it. Mm-hmm. across the world. So we you knew if you're fighting someone from England at this gym, they were really good at knees. You knew if you were fighting someone from um, you know, this school, you know, if we're fighting someone from Canada, what they were going to be good at. So you kind of prepared for that, not necessarily for the fighter, but for mm-hmm. that style. So wow. that's kind of how wow. we prepared. 
Wow. And and also, even though I don't know him, I wanted to uh, to give your husband a shout-out on the air because I know he's going through a tough time right now. So I wanted to give him a shout-out as well. So. Oh, no. He had to – he was in a car accident, so um, he's, he's going to live. But um, he had to – ended up um, – this week, he had the joy of getting a bunch of uh, neck injections just to um, to lessen the pain. But I've, mm-hmm. you know, I've had those about a million times. I, you know, you you can't walk away from Muay Thai without being injured. So actually, those those neck injections are not fun, but the um, after effect is actually you can walk around pain free. So at least for a, a good few weeks. So wow, so that's wow. a good thing. Yep. Now, now, what's it like commentating? Because I've often wondered what it's like. Because where I do where I do radio, I know it's you know I know it's similar, but uh-huh. I know it's a different you know it's a different type of game, so to speak. I've always wondered what it's like to commentate. Now, first of all, you should do it because you know the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be my recommendation. But um, it's fun. It's so much fun. Um, I started out. Many, many years ago with Master Toddy, he always would have me come in and, um, you know, sometimes they would do fights and then they'd go back after the fight because maybe they didn't have the budget or whatever the deal may be. And um, you'd, you'd go back in and you'd commentate afterwards. Um, and it would be different styles, maybe Muay Thai versus Tenshu or, you know, a different style or whatnot. And um, that's kind of how I got started. And so then I started doing just the Muay Thai fights if I wasn't um, fighting I w- or helping plan the promotions, I would commentate them. And to me, mm-hmm. it, it's no different than how you and I are talking right now. You get to talk about something you are very familiar with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the hard part is not being partial, um, you know, especially if you personally know a fighter. Um, yeah. But, you know, you you kind of get to talk about what you're seeing and what you anticipate is going to happen. But as long as you have a good team to work with, and I'm very fortunate, I, you know, 99% of the time love the team that I'm working with. Um, it's fun. It's, it's no different how you and I are going back and forth. Um, that's it. Yeah, because, you know, I've I've studied it in, you know, different fights, even even WWE, but they're more scripted than, than the real fight right. game. But, you know, I've even studied, you know, their approach on on how things are done. And it just, you know, being in this industry, it just really interests me. So, no, it, it's yeah. it's a lot of fun. Um, I I ring announce as well. Um, there's a card here in Las Vegas called Real MMA, and um, they kind of have a different vision of how they do their fights. Um, I've I've ring announced um, many many cards for many different organizations, but um, when they first called me, they had said, you know, we were starting up this organization and we wanted to have you ring announce. And I said, oh, can I commentate? And they said, no, we need you to ring announce. We want a female ring announcer. And I'm like, but I like commentating better. And uh, they said, well, we're not commentating, we're ring announcing. And I yeah. said, no, let me, let me give you a name of a few ring announcers. And they're like, well, you know, we only want a female. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, there's not a lot of those. And they were like, and we really kind of want them in costume, and I'm always known of doing costumey things. I love it. You know, every day should be Halloween. And so I said, well, you might have had me at costume, so let's talk. Um, and then I came in, and we had a whole conversation about it, and they wanted it more up. They said, you know, we want a, we want a production. We want to, you know, different than just a fight. It's, you know, it's a mm-hmm. show. It's, 
you know, you go to the carnival, you see a show, and so we kind of like want a ringleader and a ringmaster because you're, you know, bringing people out, and I'm like, okay, sounds fun, let's do it. And uh, it's fun to be a part of something like that because you can see them, um, you know, from, from their first show up, you can kind of help them organize it and get them in touch with different gyms and fighters and I'm definitely not the matchmaker. They they have their own matchmakers and um, promoters and whatnot. But you mm-hmm. kind of get to help other gyms have opportunities and let them know about it on social media. So, you know, again, for me, coming up in the fight ranks and whatnot, um, you know, it was always hard to get on shows. And now that there's a lot of shows, same type of deal. You know, it's, you don't always get on the cards that you want. So you want to make yeah. sure it's a positive yeah. experience for the fighters. So even though I'm a ring announcer, I also get to give my two cents here and there and make sure that it's, you know, positive for everybody involved. It's, it seems like you stay pretty busy. And I actually, um, I actually, I think I saw it on YouTube. I think I saw you on the news about uh, somebody was attacking you or you was doing some <laughs> kind of uh, self-defense demonstration. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I just thought yeah. that that was interesting. Well, um, it, you know, the teaching women self-defense kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with me doing the executive protection as well as the Muay Thai and everything else. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I always want to be a voice for the underdog. Um, and uh, whether it's pets, people, you know, elderly, whatever it may be. And uh, so it just, it was a natural transition for me to get into um, many, many years ago, probably, I, I think, 12, 12 to 15 years ago, I started doing um, self-defense um, seminars and um, for teens and women and and families and you name it, and uh, just kind of helping them because, first of all, generally most people are scared to do it and they won't go into a gym. Like I said earlier, they don't want to do Muay Thai or they don't want to do jiu-jitsu because there's going to be a bunch of guys in class or whatnot. So I take that all mm-hmm. away, and it's usually just a bunch of women who are, you know, training and gaining confidence and, you know, being more aware than they, you know, may not have been beforehand and a lot of times you know I'll have them bring someone else in there and if they bring someone and that person trains for free or whatever that way they have a partner so mm-hmm. with that said um there was a there was a girl probably back in I'm thinking 2009 ish that had it, it was a terrible story she was in Kansas and she was coming out of a Target store and she had been um just on her cell phone and not paying attention and it was daylight and you would think that these things wouldn't happen statistically at that time, but you know, bad people mm-hmm. just don't care. So they yeah. ended up, um, they, they kidnapped her. They moved her to another location, which is never a good sign. And, um, she ended up getting killed. So the news everywhere was kind of shining a light on this and the importance of self-defense. And so the news station here in Vegas had called and asked if I would do a reenactment and mm-hmm. they wanted to put someone in a black suit and have them attack me in the way that the cameras had, you know, attacked the person to see how I would deal with it. And I could say it's totally different than a fight because I knew I was going to get attacked. I just didn't know mm-hmm. how I was going to get attacked. And however I was going to get attacked that day, the first take was going to be put going to be put on the news. So kind of stressful, but, you know, good to show that, you know, your first reaction um, you know, hopefully is going to be effective and, and stop an attacker. So, you know, I do a lot of those types of things, and um, it's it's fun and it's really rewarding. Um, people always say, well, you, you know, you can't get a lot out of two to three hours, and, it's, you know, I, I agree. You definitely need that repetition just like with anything. Yeah. However, um, I had taught one girl about a year ago, um, and 
she left, and two months later, she called the gym where I taught at. She said, I just need to get a message to Lisa and let her know that I was attacked broad daylight at a park in a nice part of town with my dog. And the one takeaway I had from her women's self-defense class was those elbows. And as soon as he put hands on me, my elbows were flying. And um, she said, I pretty much walked away unscathed. He ran away, and um, they were able to find my attacker as well. So just, you know. Well, I was wow. so excited. I was so excited. And that's going to make you feel so good to, to know that your teaching prevented that attack. I mean, that that's that's what it's all about, right there. And uh, one thing one thing that I wanted to get your thoughts on that probably no one's uh, brought to your attention. I always thought that they should offer um, martial arts in public schools as a you know how they have after school programs mm-hmm. I think it would be cool if they did martial arts maybe they'd be you know less trouble and less gangs kind of thing you know if Absolutely. they would actually offer martial, martial arts well, in so many different ways I mean A they offer mm-hmm. wrestling which is fantastic but you yeah. know after school programs that would be fantastic or you can do it in school instead of PE which is what you know, are you playing ping pong or, you know, if maybe you want an option of, you know, doing something, you know, how yeah. much how much better could they possibly be in the camaraderie that you would have to learn working with these people, you know, day in and day out for, you know, at least six months or four months or whatever it may be. I, it's It's a life skill. If I could teach someone how to throw an elbow effectively and she can fight off an attacker in three hours, which doesn't mm-hmm. work for everybody. Mm-hmm. But could you imagine after four months? Oh, so, yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, it would be, it's it's amazing. I mean, they could put driver's ed online and offer something like that. So, again, I agree with you, Justin. Yeah. You're on it. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I was, I was thinking about that a few years ago, and I just, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts on it as well because, you know, people people have to worry about bullying these days and, and everything else, and you know, martial arts brings respect and 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 discipline and honor, and and I really think that you know that it would help tremendously. So, I agree. So, um, I won't keep you too much longer, Lisa. So, uh, would you care to uh to share some final, you know, some final thoughts? And and I gotta say, Lisa, I've had a blast. I really have. And, I appreciate you taking the time out of your lunch break to to be with me today. Well, I couldn't be any more honored to be on your show, and uh, I know you wouldn't let some time lapse before you reached out to me, but do not let any more time lapse. If you have a cool idea that we can brainstorm on, you let me know because I'm all about brainstorming and making things come to fruition. So, um, you know, again, I, I appreciate it wholeheartedly, and I, I love what you do, and I, I love your passion. For mm-hmm. life, and you know your, you know your kickassery. So you're you're pretty impressive, Justin. So I, uh, you know, again, can't say enough about you, and uh, I'm just glad that we got to have this conversation today. Thank you so much, and and I'd like to say, Lisa, you know, we are probably going to have many, many more conversations because I I would actually love to meet you one day, and because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I actually when I wrote Lisa last night, I'm like. You know, trying to let her know about my credentials, and I'm like, you know, this person can vouch for me, this person can vouch for me, and she's like, that's okay, I don't need that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't. 
So I know good people. I, it's just that's spidey sense. So, and you know, I, I've seen you. I, I've throughout the martial arts industry, you're 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 a very well known name. So you've done yeah. well for yourself. Yeah. So uh, again, kudos. Well, one of the things I wanted to mention real quickly um, is actually with Facebook, I've got a public figure page uh, set up now, and uh, they're not wanting to verify me as a public figure. And I can't figure out why, because see the the reason the reason I think that I deserve that uh, recognition um, with everything that I've done with this program, it actually landed me in the uh, USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame, and I'm starting to do big things. But mm-hmm. I, I I guess it's because I'm not a big uh, movie star like the Don Wilsons or the Chuck Norrises, but you know. How- how do they have to verify you? That's weird. Uh, you all right. have to, yeah, you have to request yeah. it, and all they keep telling me is your page does not qualify at this time. So. Okay, so my shout out would be to anybody who has that in with Facebook <laughs> to help Justin get acknowledged because this is ridiculous. I, I know, right? You know, I'm not yeah. a big, I'm not a big movie star, but you know, for someone that's in my condition, I've climbed a lot of mountains. So oh yes, you have. Yes, so. you have. So, all right. Well, you know, I'll I'll, I'll uh, look around, see if I can find anybody who's got an in. Someone's got to know someone. So yeah, yeah. De- get your page, uh, you know, acknowledged because that's ridiculous. It's a page for God's sake. Yeah. And, and all it is, it just it just verifies that I run that page. That's all it is. Huh. So. All right. Well, I'll put that on my to do list as well. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, do you want to give out your social media or any links that you want people to check out? Um, you can go to my website, which is theblackwidow.us. It'll take you to Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whichever way you want to connect. I'm, I'm out mm-hmm. there. even have a Twitter. I am hardly ever, never on Twitter just because I just I would need a full-time job just managing my social media. So that's, you know, every, every now and again I do something there. But uh, for the most part... I'm more of a Facebook type of person. I'm old school, so um, but you can always find me, and I'm I'm always available. Definitely. And, and speaking of that, Lisa, I, I might have to teach you a trick after after we're done, or eventually when you have some time. The way I do the way I do my social media is you link them all. I've got I've got my Twitter and my two Facebook pages linked together. So each time I send out a tweet. It goes to both of those pages. All right. Well, we might, again, part of our 50 million more conversations, I'm going to have to conquer that. I get grief all the time. I'm just like, I can't. I can't have one more thing to do. So um, my friends know where to find me. So, yeah. All right. Well, Well, thank you for your time All right. Have a wonderful weekend to everybody listening and to you. You have been listening to The Justin Harvey Show here on the World Martial Arts Radio Network. Be sure to tune in again next week for his latest show. Thank you for listening. Hi, Stephanie Ma here again with a special report from World Martial Arts Media about LegacyFightGear.com. Legacy Fight Gear is the official supplier to the world's oldest and most respected martial arts organizations. They have been manufacturing high-quality, affordable products for over 30 years. 
Visit their new online catalog at LegacyFightGear.com today. School owners who want to raise money for their teams can register to get a wholesale account and become a distributor for LegacyFightGear.com. Don't forget to like our official page at www.facebook.com slash LegacyFightGear. Hi, this is David Worth, Director of Photography on Bloodsport and the Director of Kickboxer. Hi, my name is Frank Dukes. Some of you might recognize my name from the movie Bloodsport. Jean-Claude Van Damme portrays me in the movie. Hello, everyone. This is Ernie Reyes Sr., the star in Surf Ninja Stand. I played the character as Hatch. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ernie Reyes Jr. from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you're listening to The Justin Harvey Show. Cowabunga, this dude. This is Sarah McMahon, UFC women's fighter. This is Mohamed Kisi, alias Bong Po, in the movie Kickboxer with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Hi, this is Tony Luke Jr., a.k.a. Joey the Nail Nardone. Hi, I'm Don the Dragon Wilson, also known as Jake Ray from Bloodfist. Hello, this is Dennis Chen, Yen from Kickboxer. Hi, this is Bruce Hart of the Hart Foundation. This is Paul Herzog, composer of the music from Bloodsport and Kickboxer. Hi, this is Bill Superman Wallace. I'm a kickboxer, and I like to kick people in the head. Hi, this is Christina Lee. I played Kyle in the movie Cow's Play 2. This is Mike Riccioni, producer of Bloodsport 2. Hi, I'm Cynthia Rothrock, the Lady Dragon. Hi, this is Jeff Mead. I was Paul Croft and Kickboxer 5, The Redemption. Hi, this is Grandmaster Rob Moses. I played Master Khan in the series Kung Fu, The Legend Continues. You're listening to Justin Harvey on The Justin Harvey Show, an honorary Shaolin priest. Hello, this is Haskell Vaughn Anderson III. I was Winston Taylor in the movie Kickboxer. You're listening to Justin Ray Harvey. Justin Ray Harvey's life is a different culture. It's a different world. You better come to terms with that. Or you won't last a heart, a heart, a heart, a heart. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.